an ongoing work of the Spirit of God in our life. It begins and continues and is fulfilled by his love. Amen. Although we do not merit his grace, it is his grace that saved us. His grace that teaches us. And it enables us to serve him. It's because of God's grace that we are here today. Amen. It's because of God's grace that we made it through the storms in our life. It's because of God's grace uh, that we survived what we had to go through in the hard times of our life. It's because of the grace of God. Amen. It's no goodness of our own, but it's because of his amazing grace. Amen. The Bible talks about in the book of Psalms, the 86th chapter, verse 15. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness and truth. So the, the Bible talks about the mercy and the grace of God in the Old and the New Testament. And it's a beautiful picture of the very character of who God is. And we better thank and praise God for grace and mercy. <laughs> we better thank and praise God that he's slow to anger. That he's abundant in love and kindness. Amen. Um, so before God even created mankind, he knew that we needed to be rescued from sin. And so God always had a plan. He always had a plan of redemption. Amen. So everything that happened between Adam taking his first breath from Jesus dying on the cross was a part of God's grace. Amen. It was a part of his plan to redeem mankind. And I just want to read a little scripture here, uh, something that I was reading um, that really stuck with me. The book of Exodus, the 33rd chapter, starting at verses 9. Um, and it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended, stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses and all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door and all the people rose up and worship every man in his tent door and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend and he turned again into the camp but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, that thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And see, God knows everybody by your name. And that's a beautiful thing, especially when God can call you by your name. Amen. Especially in the midnight hour, in the hours uh, late at night when God is really dealing with you and showing you things and giving you dreams. And he'll just call you by your name. That's a beautiful thing. 
and Moses said that I might find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. So see, grace was talked about and grace was shown even in the beginnings of time. We have a misconception that grace just came on the scene in the New Testament. But God was showing grace all the time. Amen. So uh, the Bible talks about also in the book of 2 Timothy, verses 1 and 9. Who have saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, which means it's no goodness of our own. Amen. So we realize that God is gracious because that's the kind of God that he is. It's not because we didn't always dotted every I and crossed every T. It's not because we didn't always done what's right. Because uh, a whole lot of times we didn't do what was right. But because God is gracious. Woo, my God. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. See, grace started before the world began. And God's grace is the foundation upon which the gospel message is built. Yes, so we, we, we owe God. We owe God our life. We owe him everything because he showed us his grace and his mercy. Um, it should be an easy thing if our heart is in the right place. If our heart um, is toward God, it should be an easy thing to serve him and to honor him and to love on him and to spend time with him and to give him glory and honor and praise uh, because we realize uh, that it's by the grace of God that we are here today. Huh? Come on, that we made it this far. It's because of his amazing grace. Titus, the second chapter, verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared unto all men. That means God has given everybody a chance at salvation. He didn't just stop at me and you. He didn't just stop at a few churches. Uh, come on, somebody. He's going to give everybody a chance at this thing called salvation. Uh, that, that's why uh, we shouldn't take it for granted. We shouldn't take it lightly uh, because uh, salvation work is just a beautiful, amazing ministry of Jesus Christ. And it's by grace that we are what? Saved uh, by faith. Uh, it is the gift of what? God, not of your works, lest any man should boast. So we're not going to try to steal God's glory and boast and brag like we done done something. We ain't done nothing. It was all up to God. Oh, yes. For by grace are you saved. Yes. So we live in by grace and grace is for salvation. And everybody that comes to God has a past uh, that they had to deal with. Everybody had some skeleton in the closet. Uh, everybody had a mountain to climb and a ditch to get out of. Uh, you wasn't so squeaky clean and I wasn't either. Huh? From the pulpit to the door. Huh? Everybody got some kind of issue that they had to deal with. You had some mountains you had to climb. 
climb. Uh, you had to scrape and you had to climb your way. Uh, oh, come on here. And if it wasn't for God uh, that brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light, uh, if it wasn't for God that was dealing with you, uh, that gave you a turnaround in your life, if it wasn't for God uh, calling you by your name uh, and drawing you with his love and his kindness uh, and showing you his tender mercy. Uh, if it wasn't for God, uh, we wouldn't be here. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Uh, we owe God the praise and the glory and the honor because if it had not been for the Lord, uh, the Bible says, uh, who was on my side, uh, now let Israel say, if it had not been uh, for the Lord who was on my side, uh, you better thank God you had a God uh, who was looking out for you uh, that was on your side. Uh, no, you're not perfect. No, we're not perfect. But he picked up uh, some imperfect people uh, and he put his word and his spirit on the inside. Uh, and he gave them a new start. Uh, gave us a reason to live. Uh, caused us to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Uh, it's because uh, he showered us uh, with his grace. Woo! Because we all been in a place of disobedience. Uh, we didn't all fell on our face at one point in time. Uh, uh, we didn't all tripped up and slipped up. Uh, oh, but it's by the grace of God that he didn't cast us off. Uh, uh, that he didn't stop fooling with us. Uh, thank God he's still fooling with us. Uh, he still choose to deal with us. Uh, even uh, when we don't meet the mark. Uh, oh, so we didn't all miss the mark at some point. Uh, oh, come on here. Uh, Thank God for the grace of God that has appeared unto all men. Yes. Yes, uh, we done miss God uh, as we done travel through this thing called life. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, oh, we done done some stuff. We done done some dirt. Uh, we done done some sneaky stuff. Uh, we done did some cutthroat stuff. Uh, don't you sit in here with your sanctimonious self and act like you ain't never done nothing. Uh, oh, come on here. Uh, oh, but God, uh, I thank God uh, that he's so gracious uh, and he is so so loving and kind and merciful uh, unto them that call him and love him uh, to the second and third and the fourth generation uh, that he's faithful uh, oh that he keeps his promise uh, he remembers the covenant uh, that he swore by our fathers uh, oh my God uh, that he remember us uh, even in our folly and our mess uh, he still chose to pick up a nation uh, and call him uh, call us by our name. Uh, he said you are mine uh, with all your hang ups uh, and all your missteps uh, and all of your craziness because uh, sometimes we had to look cuckoo uh, but in all the midst of that uh, with our craziness uh, all in our heyday uh, oh my God uh, he still said I choose you uh, you belong to me uh, I put stock in you uh, I invest in you, huh? my grace and mercy. Yeah. Thank Woo! Thank God that He chose us. Yeah. 
He chose us to be a people unto himself. Yes, he grafted us in when we were a people that chose to serve other gods. We didn't even know nothing about this thing called salvation. Oh, but he weaved the pathway for the Gentiles to come into this thing called salvation. You better thank God that he thought enough of you. He thought enough of me. He thought enough of the Gentiles all over the world to take a part in this thing called salvation uh, or that he brought us out of darkness into the marvelous marvelous light because we were dead in sin and the mercy and love of God quickened us together Uh, you better thank God for the quickening (laughs) you better make sure you get quickened uh, you're going to have to get quickened in this mortal body. This mortal body going to have to be quickened. Uh, don't think you're just going to be laying around and sitting around dead under God. Uh, yes, he quickened us together with Christ. Uh, and the creative power of the word of God released us from our past. Huh? So I'm here to remind you this morning it's time to let the past go. You can't stay stuck in your past if you expect to have a future with God. (laughs) When he called Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm calling you to go to a country that you know not of. You come amongst your kindred and you walk with me. Oh, my God. He said, walk before me and be thou perfect. It's time for us to move forward with God and let the past be the past. Because God cleaned you up. God saved you. He gave you a brand new start, another chance. He gave you an opportunity to serve him. Oh, my God, to be a part of a holy nation, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. You leave the past where the past is because you need to walk into your destiny. You can't walk in destiny holding on and clinging on to your past. Huh? Because you said you was a new creature in Christ. Those things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That don't mean that we don't make mistakes, but we know how to repent. Uh, We don't stay there and waddle in it. Uh, We don't sit and have pity parties. We don't let the devil uh, talk us down. Uh, to try to separate us from the true and living God, we come to the throne of God, the throne of grace, how boldly? To obtain mercy and to find grace to help in what? The time of need. Huh. So we got the word of God uh, that should keep, keep us in right fellowship with God. Amen. Uh, so I just want to read a few more scriptures here. The book of Ephesians, the second chapter. And uh, the deaconette did a beautiful job in breaking down different examples of grace throughout the scriptures. Book of Ephesians, the second chapter. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. That was your past. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience 
among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh. We walked according to the lust of our flesh. We let our flesh drive us. We let our emotions handle us. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God. Somebody say, but God. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Oh, isn't that awesome? That the love of God, uh, oh my God, uh, it was extended toward us when we didn't love ourselves. Even when we were dead in sin, have quickened us together with Christ, by grace are ye saved. Then he turned around and raised us up, Sister Leach, together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So not only are you a part of the family of God by God's grace. Not only did he save you by his grace. But now you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness toward us through who? Christ Jesus. Because in the book of John it said that the law was given by Moses. But grace and what? Truth came by Jesus Christ. Woo! You better thank God for Jesus. <laughs> oh yes, yes. For by grace are we saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus under good works. Huh? We supposed to be doing some good works. Don't you let no devil out of hell stop you from doing good works. Huh? God done brought you into his family by his grace. Huh? He done covered you and kept you and saved you. You ought to be doing whatever you can to help build up the household of faith. For which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So remember... Now, now, God always deal with us in Scripture. He said, now remember where you were. <laughs> he said, now remember that you were being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called the uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision. That's the nation of Israel. Huh? You didn't have a part in this thing at one time. Huh? You were considered the dogs, the outcasts, uh, those that served idol gods in the darkness, in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ. Being aliens, listen to that. We were once aliens to this thing, y'all, from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. We were on the outside. We didn't even have a right to even enter in, didn't even get close, oh my God, to, to the presence of God. We was on the outside looking in. 
having no hope and without God in the world. But now, woo, thank God for now. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. You better thank God for the blood. It was the blood of Jesus that was shed way back on Calvary, huh? That gave us an opportunity to be able to come into the presence of the living God. My God, the blood of Jesus that washed and cleansed us of all sin. Woo, my God, that we would be able to stand in God's presence clean. Oh, my God, you better thank God for the blood of Jesus that gave you a right to the tree of life. Amen. So we, we understand the need for grace is crucial. And, and the Bible charges the people of God to be gracious. Be gracious to others. If you have received grace, you be gracious to somebody else. Just like Jesus walked through the earth in his ministry and he was always showing grace. You notice that? Amen. Even with the adulterous woman, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, and all of the lepers that he healed. He wasn't even supposed to be dealing with lepers. Huh? He wasn't even supposed to be entertaining women. And then Jesus had the audacity to go to Samaria and dealing with a woman that had five husbands and was shacking with another. <laughs> that was grace that he was showing all throughout his ministry. You, you see that? How he dealt with people. My God, of all different kind of circumstances and situations that he knew what they were into. He knew where they had been. He knew, my God, he knew all the dirty details, but yet Jesus didn't throw it in their face. Woo, my God. Just showing grace. Woo, my God. And how he dealt with the lunatic and how he dealt with the, with the lame and how he dealt with the sick and those that were possessed with devils. Uh, he just went about doing good works. Uh, went about showing mercy. Went about healing those that were sick, those that were possessed with devils, those that were lame, those that were bleeding, those that were rejected and wounded and hurting. He showed them grace. And so we should do the same. Amen. We have a responsibility. Amen. And accountability as disciples of Jesus Christ to show grace and love and kindness to our brothers and our sisters, to other people. There is no room for schism and division in the body. There is no room for racism and bigotry. There is no room. There's no room for jealousy. Uh, there's no room for backbiting and lying on one another. There's no room for that. 
if you say you are truly a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because as he showed grace, we should be showing grace too. Amen. Just as much as he was long-suffering toward us, the Bible always talked about how long-suffering God is toward us. Huh? That means he put up with us. He dealt with us for extended periods of time. Oh, my God. When you think about how God suffered long with us, means he was patient. Oh, my God. Allowing us space to get it together. My God. God is always giving us space. Oh, to get it together. Woo, you better thank God for grace. Woo. And just so that God continues to deal with us and give us a space and time oh, to walk up right before him. Oh, we should give people space and time to grow. Amen. You don't walk in the church and you don't walk into the kingdom knowing everything. It takes time to grow and to walk with God and experience some things with God. Huh? So that you can know better. <laughs> so you can get a better understanding. Huh? So that you can get better revelation. Huh? Of how to walk with God and how to serve God. It's a process. Oh my God. Thank God that he allow us to continue on in the process. <laughs> oh, I, I tell God all the time, God keep dealing with me. Don't stop dealing with me. Whatever you do, God. Huh? I want God to keep on tugging on my craziness. Uh, tug on my heart, God. Uh, deal with my thinking. Because my thinking may be off track. You just have to admit it sometimes. Uh, maybe I'm thinking too small. Huh? Sometimes we don't think big enough. Uh, oh, my God. Sometimes uh, it may be something. Wait a minute. Am I stuck in a rut? Am I actually moving forward or am I staying stagnant? Sometimes God challenges us and he pushes us. You better thank God he pushes. <laughs> I thank and praise God that he's pushing me. Woo! Oh, that he's calling me up higher. That he's calling us up higher. Woo! Thank God for grace. Yes, yes, yes. So we understand that by reading those scriptures that salvation comes through faith, not of our good deeds, but it's only by faith in Jesus Christ uh, because we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So every soul was born into a sinful world and every carnal mind is the enemy of God. So we got to get more in the spirit realm and less in the natural, huh? Because we can't afford to be carnal toward God. So the answer is Jesus Christ, huh? Uh, Deacon Ed brought it out, who offered himself as the propitiation for the sinner's death sentence. We all had a death sentence on our life. But it was because Jesus Christ, uh, who was the ultimate sacrifice for everybody's death sentence. Woo, he did it once and for all. He ain't got to die no more. <laughs> he died one time. Woo, and it satisfied the wrath of God. 
Amen. Um, I want to go to the book of Romans. Let's see, let's see. Romans 3, 23. Amen. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We hear a lot of people quoting that scripture trying to justify uh, the stuff that they don't want to let go. Huh? Trying to justify them in their mess. Huh? Uh, that, that's not what that scripture means. <laughs> we, we like to pick out scriptures so we can try to, you know, twist it up, you know, and pretty it up for our flesh. Huh? All the sin and come short of the glory of God, um, that's just letting you know we were all born in sin. That don't mean we got to stay there. That don't mean that we continue in sin. Huh? Being justified freely by what? His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins. Because without blood, there is no remission. So the blood was required through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus Christ. Well, where is your boasting in? Why we got so many folks bragging like you done done it? <laughs> we ain't done nothing. We ain't done nothing. Uh, it's excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by what? Faith. And without the deeds of the law, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. And you ought to clap your hands right there. <laughs> Seeing it is one God, <laughs> we shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision. That means us and the Jews. Huh? He's going to justify us both by faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law because Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. Sometimes we just have to be reminded of those things in Scripture. Because we, we, we read fastly sometimes and we don't let it soak in. And spend enough time with God to meditate on the word. Amen. Um, over in the fifth chapter of Romans, verses 1, Therefore, we are justified by what? Faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's Jesus that justify us. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. So that means when we going through, we learn how to get 
God praise and glory even when we're going through something. Oh. Why do we rejoice knowing that tribulation is going to work out some patience in you? And we all have need of patience. <laughs> the Bible said you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. It's going to be hard serving God. You ain't got no patience. <laughs> it's going to be hard for you. If you ain't got no patience and you can't wait on the Lord and be of good courage and let him strengthen your heart, the Bible said, wait, I say, on the Lord. And how are you going to do that if you ain't got no patience to wait? Oh, my God. You think you're going to get everything right now? You think you're going to get every blessing that God promised you right now? No, you got to walk with God. <laughs> he don't just hand his children everything at one time, just like you don't hand your children everything at one time. Oh, you're going to learn to appreciate God in every season of your life. You got to be consistent with God and you got to walk with God and you got to show God some faith. <laughs> Woo, my God, patience is something else, ain't it? Hmm. Impatience experience and experience hope. And I really like this. And hope make it not a shame. <laughs> because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by what? The Holy Ghost. Which is given unto us. Yes. So just like the love of God was shared abroad in our hearts, we should be showing some love. Love and kindness should be a fruit of our life. Love and kindness should be flowing amongst the people of God in the congregations. Woo! Because God loved us when we were dirty and nasty. Woo! Though our sins was like him before, like scarlet. Woo, my God. Our sins was messy. <laughs> my God. You realize when you let your mind take a trip for a minute and you remember, huh, some of the stuff you was in. Some of the stuff I was in, it ain't even worthy to bring it up because it was just that messy. <laughs> Woo! And God wiped all of that clean. <laughs> and he threw it in the sea of forgiveness. And he gave the devil in hell to bring it up again because he washed it with his blood. <laughs> I'm telling you, Grace is just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> because we should realize how frail we are. We should realize even more, even in 2020, you should realize how frail and how fragile life is. <laughs> oh, we should have a different perspective on this thing called life. <laughs> because we're here today and we're gone tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! 
My God, there's so many things huh, that we thought huh, was going to always be here. And God is constantly showing us, uh-uh. <laughs> Woo. It's the Lord that giveth and it's the Lord that taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and then he lays down. He raises some up and he sets some down. He changes the whole scope of the world in a 24-hour period. And who can call him into question? Boy, ain't life something. Oh, you can be riding high one minute and turn around, and boy, life will hit you. Oh, it'll hit you like a ton of bricks. You better thank God for his grace, because it could have been that much more worse. Huh? It could have been worse. But he shielded us. And he covered us. Oh, my God, that the brunt of the force didn't hit us the same way and hit the world. You better thank God for grace. Woo! My God, when you sit and think about everything that God is doing in your life, even though everything may not be panning out the way you want it to, and guess what? It ain't supposed to. It's supposed to be according to God's plan. You think it's all about your plan. I'm here to tell you today it ain't about your plan. It's about God's divine and sovereign will. Oh, according to his grace. My God, when you really think about this thing, even though you've been sick in your body at times in your life, you could have been much sicker. Amen. The sickness could have took you out. Woo, it's people in the hospital now ain't even getting a chance to say bye to their loved ones. But God's grace. Woo, my God, the church, the church, the church. Huh? We need to wake up to the realization that we've got so much grace that's been extended to us. It is mind-blowing. Woo. People don't know where their next piece of bread coming from. Oh, people don't know and they have no hope. Oh, my God. They don't have the same hope that you have. They don't have the relationship with God that you have. They don't have the stability that you have. No, things ain't perfect. But you serve the perfect God, the almighty God, who's got all power. He rules and reigns in the affairs of men. And he's in control. You serve the deserve it. We have often come into the house of God and walked through this thing called church acting as if we deserve something. We're so privileged, huh? That God constantly owes us something. God don't owe us nothing. Oh, my God, the audacity of churchgoers to have their nose up, stuck up in the air, looking down on others when it was grace that cleaned up your act. (laughs) It was grace that gave you an opportunity to serve God. 
It was grace that brought you off the street corner. It was grace that brought you out the club. It was grace uh, that delivered you from the crack pipe. It was grace uh, to help you put down the Jack Daniels. It was grace that delivered you from your lying tongue and your cheating ways. Uh, It was grace that brought you. Don't you ever forget it. Woo, don't you forget where you come from. See, it's too many of us done forgot where we done come from. And so then we have a hard time appreciating what God taking us to. Oh, my God. Isn't it amazing when we deserve judgment? <laughs> we deserve judgment and the wrath of God. But by his grace, Because he could have killed us like he did thousands of Israelites. (laughs) He could have just simply opened up the earth and let the earth swallow up a whole lot of us. But by the grace of God, I'm going to give you a chance to repent. See, that's why we shouldn't take repentance for granted. in a dispensation of grace by you better thank God (laughs) every time you drive down the highway honey you better thank God for grace every day you lay down at night uh, thank you Jesus for your grace and mercy every day you wake up thank you Jesus for your grace and mercy every day you sit down to eat your bread You better bless it uh, and thank you, Jesus. My God, uh, every day uh, you go clock in and clock out, uh, you better thank God uh, for the grace to be able to work and make a living uh, that you still... Wake up, you better thank him for new tender mercies that you received. Uh, you not riding on yesterday's mercy, but when you woke up this morning, you had new tender mercy. <laughs> My God, the church ought to be more grateful and thankful more than any time in your life when you see and realize that you are in the midst of perilous time. You in the midst of famine and destruction and judgment being poured out.
My God, I look at the sky, tell God, you a good father. <laughs> I thank you for the whoopers. I thank you for the discipline. I thank you for supplying all my needs. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for shielding and protecting me. I thank you for all of it. You a good father. Oh, you corrected me and you put me in my place. Oh, and made sure that I walked up right before you. Oh, my God, according to your word, according to your plan. But you didn't beat me to death. Oh, when I misstepped and I didn't make the mark. Oh, my God, you didn't kill me. You didn't cut me off. I thank you for your grace. Thank you. Ooh, my God. Because grace is unmerited favor. And you better thank God. God favored you. Woo! My God. So many are taking the favor of God for granted. Taking it lightly. He don't have to favor you. It's billions of people on the planet. Oh, he can skip around. And he can go on to the next city and the next town and the next family. But he chose you. My God. I'm going to go to 2 Peter, the first chapter. Simon Peter, a servant. See, so hear, hear, hear the language of this verse. He's a servant first and an apostle. You see that? Of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of, our, and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertaining unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. So your faith got to grow. Huh? Your faith shouldn't be the same level that it was last year, year before. You should be growing in God. You should believe God even more. The more that God reveal and God do for you and God show you, you should be increasing your faith. Add to your faith virtue and the virtue knowledge. You got to get more knowledge of God and who he is. Honey, all that you know about God, and as long as you've been serving God, you just know a little sprinkle. That's <laughs> all you know of God. You know a little sprinkle. It's so much to God that we hadn't even tapped into. Woo! My God. That's how amazing God is. That's how awesome God is. That is so much of God that we still got to learn. Mm. So we got to add some more knowledge. And the knowledge temperance. And to temperance, patience. Ooh, this patience keep on coming up. Huh? So we have got we gotta have self-control. We gotta have steadfastness. 
That's what patience, being steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hmm? And the patience, godliness. And the godliness, brotherly kindness. You see how we're supposed to be operating in the spirit here? And the brotherly kindness, charity. Oh, that's a big thing. Huh? Because charity is the love of God. So if we ain't showing the love of God, we ain't showing charity huh, amongst the brethren. I don't care how many tongues you speaking and how many times you run around the church. The Bible says that you ain't nothing but a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. If you ain't showing love, if you're not showing charity, it don't mean nothing. <laughs> it ain't going nowhere. Huh? Trying to show yourself to folks that you so spiritual, yet you mean as a two-headed snake. Huh? Can't treat uh, your brothers and sisters with some love and kindness. Can't be respectful to your brothers and sisters. No. I don't care how much of a Bible you dragging around and how many scriptures you got on the phone and how many tongues you walking around speaking. Don't want to get purged. Huh? Don't want to labor 
flesh is getting too loud. Huh? You got to do what it takes to keep yourself. You got to stay in the word. Yeah. Yeah. church we used to labor before the Lord huh didn't mind laying out before the Lord is something else. <laughs> Woo! The grace that God done poured out, we should desire to be close and closer with him. We should desire more. We're too content and too satisfied with doing nothing, being stagnant, sitting still like a bump on a pickle. We should volunteer. We should talk to God and say, God, give me direction. Give me some instruction. Give me something to do. I want to be a witness for you. The church used to love to witness and tell everybody they came in contact with something about Jesus. Listen to the saints. They're saying very little about Jesus now. It shows us where we done drifted off. Huh? <laughs> Very little about Jesus. You don't hear it in the preaching, the teaching, huh? Like we used to at one time. The songs that we sing, praying in the name, using the name. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. 
I feel excited in my sanctified soul. All y'all can sit out there and look like you lost it. Or you lost in a cornfield. Oh my God. But I'm excited in my soul when I think about the grace of God that he's extended unto me. He's extended to all men. And for him I live. Him that I move and live and have my being. That's all that I have. I hope you got something out of that. We're going to take up our Sunday school offering. Amen. God's grace. We should serve him with even more fervor. We should be lively. On fire. Because the grace of God. Gave us a chance when everybody gave up on us. Nobody else would have gave you the chance like God gave. The grace of God. 